Gruesome Herzog, the voice of horror. your brains off that nut job's hammer. We're all gonna die. We're not all gonna die. Hello everyone, this is Gruesome Herzog. My very special guest tonight is director Billy Pond. You know the film, Da Boy. How you doing, Billy? I'm good. I'm good. Okay, I'm a little under the weather, but other than that, I'm great. Well, thanks for <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for coming on. I really appreciate it. No problem. I was looking forward to it. Now, as, as you know, a lot of uh, reviewers has um, reviewed Da Boy. It's spread around like a zombie virus. That's a good thing. I'm not saying otherwise, but... Uh, I'm sure everybody's been been hearing certain things about it, but I figured, what the hell, let, let Gruesome do it, too. So, if you want to, you can explain to listeners for the one millionth time about Daboy, um, if you want to explain how you came up with the idea, and so forth. Well, uh, I guess Daboy is basically kind of a, uh, I can call it like a, an engine to kind of, kind of test the waters to see what's kind of going out there as far as uh, independent horror movies and stuff is concerned. Okay. Um, I wanted to kind of just basically see how good I could be or kind of see what I can do and then what I need to work on and make better for the next time. Yes. Does that kind of make sense? Yes, uh, it does. Now, as a story, it's basically a prequel on another script that I've already wrote with uh, Lee Ankrum and, uh, called Circus of the Dead. And he's basically just a side character in that movie, so we kind of liked him a lot and said, hey, let's go make a short, experiment with the cameras, the lighting, and some effects and stuff like that and just see what happens. Nice. Now, one thing I will say, we talked a while ago... Um, I wanted to wait a little bit longer, but I figured, you know, it's it's already September. I figured, you know, get this done. But your brother-in-law, if I'm mistaken, your brother-in-law was the one that played Dawboy, correct? Yes, yeah, Sergio Gracida. Yes. Um, <laughs> now, you said a story. You told me a story about that. Um, but one thing that I will say about Dawboy, what I thought was pretty wicked, is he wears the doll mask, as obviously, but... The kills were so vicious, and that's what really... I mean, you don't see that in a short film. Right, right, okay. And I thought it was so cool when the, when the short film starts and when it ends. It's nonstop, massive killing, which I thought was pretty cool. Well, what's, you know, what's ironic about that, Gruesome, is that if, if you ever spend any time on a movie set, it looks like pretty stupid and pretty lame. You know, <laughs> if you see it with your real eyes, 
it sometimes isn't what you're going to see like on the screen, you know? Correct. So when we did it and stuff like that is I was a pretty like a big time stickler as far as uh, making them carry a real hammer and use a real hammer every time we can, you know, as opposed to using the prop one. Right. We really wanted that feel and that kind of thing. And then the other thing that we did to kind of make it brutal is we shot it in a certain way, but uh, I just couldn't get the right sound. And uh, one night I, I kind of woke up in a cold sweat and I had an idea of taking my shotgun up to my uh, haunted house and setting up the camera and recording a bunch of shotgun blasts at all different areas of this warehouse. Right. So I ended up for the hammer, uh, when he crashes down on somebody with a hammer, it's actually that's actually a shotgun blast I recorded. Right, and obviously, like like we talked about, you don't get much of a sound from a sledgehammer. No, in real life it doesn't. It does. It's kind of like a thud. You're right. It's actually boring, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I've been, you know, I've reviewed it, and I've been going around and checking out other people's reviews just to get an idea of each person's taste, you know, in the short film. And I haven't really seen anything that's negative. Of course, there's going to be negative nannies. I don't. I mean, I haven't seen any, but I'm sure there is. But that's just, you know, the way movie business is. There's always somebody that wants to criticize just to be criticizing, you know, just to, whatever, and, uh, now, you have a, you played a couple, um, trailers in the movie as well. Yes. Do you want to talk about them? Yes, uh, actually, uh, the Circus of the Dead trailer, I actually kind of get kind of, uh, done wrong over, because people judge this Circus of the Dead movie I'm fixing to come out with, with this, uh, trailer, and it actually isn't, it was basically another engine a long time ago, we did it for the contest for the, uh, Grindhouse movie. With Planet Terror and Death Proof, you know, from Rodriguez and Tarantino. Sure. And uh, so we did it as that, and we pulled it together. Uh, me and John Motta pulled that together, and I, it wasn't even like three or four days. Same thing with Mr. Fister. Now, Mr. Fister was actually done after Dollboy, but it was done for the Hobo with the Shotgun contest. And uh, I was really surprised at the feedback I actually got from that. I really still feel in my heart it should have won. Right. Uh, but it was really good, really different. But the weird thing about it is everybody wants to see that movie, like, so bad, you know? so bad it's just like crazy I've never had somebody ask me I, I honestly guys I'm not even kidding is that I can say at least 200 people has written me saying you know I'll give you my first kid if you make that movie <laughs> you know oh, I'll please make this movie before I die please make this movie <laughs> well I'm gonna surprise the audience I do have a guest with me as well um there's Mr. been some <laughs> <No>? <laughs> uh no uh, well, who is it? It is the a movie reviewer, um, Shar Harden. Shar. Hey, how are you doing, Bertie? Hey, Billy. What's up, Shar? Not much. How are you feeling? I'm okay. My spirits are good. My throat is bad. Oh boy, as well. She she's she's went into detail on it too. She's uh she's one of those people that pays attention to what she does. You know what I mean? So mm -hmm. she knows if anybody knows maybe better than me, it's her. Well, Shar, go ahead. Tell the listeners what you... I mean, I know you reviewed it. I know you talked about it. But go ahead and tell the listeners um, your feeling about Dollboy. I liked it. The kills were good. The, um, I didn't... You didn't get... You didn't get five out of five. It's four out of five. Because I rate my shorts on a half scale. Right. And um, it left questions. But that's what... Uh, there's a lot of questions. And Billy answered them in the interview. But... um. Yeah, I like the fact that you can't beg Dollboy not to kill you because what he starts to kind of tell you, you're dead. <laughs> That's what I said. The same thing. I mean, a lot of the kills in that. I, you know, there's a lot of horror movies made, and there's a lot of kills made, and you know, and there's so many ways you can kill a person. But 
a little fat dude. That's what I said in my <laughs> that's what I said in my review. And no offense, but uses a sledgehammer. Well, I gotta be careful what I say. I'll take that out. I don't want. Well, we already talked about yeah, it. Yeah, but, tell them. But I, everybody can know about it, even if they get a free download of it. Right. A bootleg. I don't even care because it's not about money. You know, it's about getting the name out. Right. Well, to see a dude with a sledgehammer. Um, it, it, the storyline itself, you know, a child molester, um, whatever, got him, got his junk taken off, I guess, and I guess he's what Billy, a somewhat of a a uh, guardian or something of the. How'd you say that? He's the he's kind of like the babysitter for this uh, clown clan, right? And his clown clan does some pretty serious uh, twisted stuff. But, you know? but one thing I will say, you know, what I find neat about serial killers is the mask. You know, yeah, okay. there's certain styles of masks. Now, I reviewed a movie a couple days ago, ago called Methodic, which was actually made in 2007, but it was released in 2009. And that's another style of a mask. It's it takes he's um, what the hell is it? What the hell is the character was called? I see, I'm, I've seen so many movies, I forget. I'll add some of this part out. I think it's called um, Dawman. That's it, Dawman. And what happens is, is, is he's demonic, and he gets into this kid, and uh-huh. this kid kills. Okay, and of course he gets put away, and he gets older. So, oh, sorry, it's not so much that our job is to nitpick. I mean, every little thing, every little detail. We're supposed to allude to what's going on because if we pick it apart, I mean, what are the what's the viewer got to look forward to? And and not only that, it's independent horror. Either build suspense. Or warn them that you might just want to forget this. Right. It's independent, low budget. Okay, that's the key word. If you are a reviewer and you watch films, you have to understand low budget. Okay, you're but, not going to... But with that, you guys, though... And it looks good. Right. Now, but with that, you go, even though you still have an obligation, though, if you're going to pick up a camera and make a damn movie, then you better bring your best foot forward. You know what I mean? Right. If you cut corners... And don't dot the i's and cross the t's and give some some kind of you know poop. Then don't expect to get mad when you get your feelings hurt because somebody doesn't like it. Right, but the film you know, was good. You, you know, make tripods. You know, good audio. You know, you got to try your best to do the best you can. Even though you're an amateur, you know what's going to set you apart from the other amateurs. You know, you just got to bring your A game every time. Right, and and uh, the, the film was great. I mean, I loved it. Acted. It's it's you know I get a kick out of. Uh, killers with masks. I mean, if it's really creative, like Orphan Killer, like Methodic, like Da Boy, of course Jason, of course Mikey Myers. You know, I mean, it doesn't matter to me. I, I if it's if it's a good story and it's it's, it, do you understand what I'm saying, Billy? It, it doesn't really oh, matter. Totally, yeah, yeah. It doesn't really matter. I mean, it's it's, it's always just, it goes back to the story. Have a good story. Yeah, I mean, I, and but Da Boy. Um, Actually, now, can you explain to listeners and, and to us now how big has it gotten now since you've um, been, been putting it out there? I mean, has it really been getting a lot of feedback more than you, I mean, more than you thought? Uh, for sure, more than I thought. Uh, like I said, it was kind of just a test for myself. I wasn't even sure it was going to go out, you know. And once we did it, I had some local friends and stuff that kind of liked it after we did a local premiere of it, and uh, we sent it to a couple of film festivals. We've gotten probably about six or seven film festivals so far. Um, I was really surprised it did as well as it did, but I mean, that's that's like my poop. 
I haven't done nothing yet. I <laughs> was just screwing around, you know. I haven't gotten serious about anything yet, so. Well, no, I'm going to ask you a question. I know I asked you about it on the phone conversation we had a while ago, but would you consider making a full length of Dogboy? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I'm telling you something. You do that there. I mean, I'm sure people who's watched a short film can't get enough of it. And you just got to trust me on the fact when, when I say this Circus of the Dead, uh, is going to change the game. It's going to change the game. It's, nice. it's going to change the game for for independent filmmakers. It's going to change the game. Nice. And uh, speaking of that, um, Ryan Clapp is Noodle yes. Dome the Clown. Another interesting character that like we've been talking about. I mean, the cast of characters in this film, you know, Frankenboy, you know, Noodle the, Noodle Dome the Clown. Of course, we have you know Dob Boy. It's just very clever. I think. What impresses me is your brain thinking of writing something like this here. It's very, very addicting, if you know what I mean. Very addicting. Well, because well, it kind of goes back to stories. Is like, uh, I guess you guys watch probably more movies than I do. But what I do is I go to the pawn shop down here and uh, I buy uh, any horror movie I can get my hands on. You know, because they're selling movies now for like two bucks at pawn shops. Right. And uh, any movie, I don't care. Cover the worst the movie. But it's like I see so much bad stuff, and I always say, okay, well, where did they get wrong? Where did they go wrong? If you're making this movie, what would you have done, Billy? And then that's how I kind of do. And with me and Lee, what's good about us is we have what we call with each other a bullshit filter. And we can always call bullshit on what one another is doing in private to each other before it gets out to the public. Okay. So we have a good bullshit filter. Now I'm going to ask you a question now. When you watch 80s horror films, a lot of them are cheesy. But, they are, yes. But... I can overlook that. I, you know, being that I grew up in the '80s, I guess it's like part of me. So I don't really, I like anything from the '80s. I don't care. Uh, you know, like Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the original in '72. You I mean you think about it? That was a super, super low budget film. But yeah, that's my favorite movie of all time. Exactly. And and yeah. and what happened? It's one of the all. It's it's an icon in the in in the horror family. You know. It did it right. It made it. It has actually. It actually feels like Texas. That movie does. And everybody, all these remakes have gotten it wrong. I, you know what? You, you mentioned it, I'm going to bring it up. I actually liked the two remakes. I really did. I thought the sheriff in there was, puts that evil twist in the remake. Which is good, but here's, here's the two things, though, Bruce. Here, here's what you got to understand, is I can make a good horror movie slash gore movie. I can make something, you know, that can do that. But what I want to try to do, and this is what scares me in life, and, and, and it terrifies me because this is what I'm scared of, is I want to make a great movie that happens to be a horror movie. And I think that's what's trying to, I'm going to try to set me apart from everybody else is, is Mr. Fister, of course that can't be anything but gore, but I guarantee you it's going to be a good story and stuff too. You know, with that. So it's, it's you got to have both, I think. Exactly. And sometimes I've noticed that I've talked to a lot of directors and when I tell them this, they say, Scott, gruesome, you sound like a director. You know, if you have like $5,000, $10,000 to make a movie, and if you want to make a horror film, obviously you've got to throw some comedy in there because it'll level it, level it off. Because if you try to get too serious on a low-budget horror, it's going to look corny. Right, right. So, but, but aren't you going for Mr. Fiction to be more serious, more so than your trailer? Um, no, it, it's going to be it's going to be campy, but it ain't going to be that, like... I guess it's hard to explain, but it's not going to be it, silly. It ain't. It is going to be silly, but it's not going to be silly. And I know this is like totally stupid. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> it makes sense in my crazy evil head. But uh, 
the story is coming along really, really good. And it's so, uh, it's kind of cool. It reminds me of, don't freak out. It reminds me of like the Lonesome Dove series, but in a, a modern way. <laughs> like this kissing guy. It's kind of very different, you know, and it, it just hasn't been done before. It's something totally, totally out there. Well, I'm pretty much top four Billy Well, she brought up one thing before that uh, not many people notice is in that uh, doll boy. There's a, uh, a black puppet in there. That says, uh, hello, my name is Kunta, and it's crossed out and says Toby. You know? Oh. Now, yeah, there's a lot of weird stuff. And if you really shop my movies and really watch them, that's why I appreciate somebody like Char is they really get it. And there's been a handful of other reviewers. I guess about half of them has really gotten deep in there and seen some stuff, you know? it's it's uh That's why I said you kind of kind of look deep for the jewels. I got a lot of Easter eggs hidden everywhere for everybody. Right. And I noticed that, but see, it to, for me... Um, I reviewed a movie one time a couple weeks ago and I accidentally gave away something that they did not want to be known because yeah. and I tried to not mention them in my reviews because I don't want to spoil anything and Char, right. didn't, Char didn't either but just to let you know I did notice that I just don't want myself to keep talking about it because I might accidentally say it but, right, uh, right. Uh, I like it though. To me, it's like it's a short, and the odds are I had to buy the music rights for that uh, Jerry Jeff Walker song, "Up Against the Wall, Redneck Mother." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I signed up for 500 copies, and the lady goes, "Well, do you think you'll sell more than 500 copies?" I go, "You know what? I have no idea. <laughs> you know, yeah. I hope I do, but do I really know? No. So maybe somebody only sees Doll Boy what you're talking about here, so we don't know that they might ever see it. I'm gonna try to get it to sell, but uh." You know, if it if it doesn't, you know, it's just to get this word out so I can get the Circus of the Dead made and then get Mr. Fister made. That's what I want to do. Well, one thing I will tell you, my wife, as Char knows, hates horror movies. It's, <laughs> and she actually watched Dog Boy with me, and she loved it. So, so there's something that you can you can sink your teeth in. If a non-horror <laughs> watcher likes Dog Boy, then it must be something that you're doing right. Well, now let's go to the negative of this. Like to the, uh, recently at work, I work at a TV station, and uh, all that editing was done at the TV station. And I'm very fortunate to have the the boss that I have. He's he's like the best boss in the world, and uh, he lets me use that, you know, on my own time and stuff. But we have this uh, engineer, and he had thing rigged up in a crossway. And when I digitized the footage, it all come in a little dark, and I didn't know it. You know, I thought it was maybe just shot that way. And I've only found out as of yesterday that everything I've been digitizing for the past two years has been too dark. And uh, just I just wanted to like strangle and kill somebody for real today. So it's like where I got kind of bit in somebody else's review because it was too dark, I knew it wouldn't happen because I know it was shot right. I know we checked the levels, we checked the white balance and all that stuff. So it's things like that. That's what I'm saying is I feel like I failed on that part because I couldn't trust the engineers to hook me up right, you know? Right, but a reviewer actually said it's too dark. Yeah, That's there was. It was too dark. dark. Really? That's well, it was even other than you, Char. Yeah, there was other people yeah. that caught it too. Yeah. It was. Right. Well, I caught it. I don't but. like. I don't like to hide the dark to see something. But at times, I mean, the way the light was coming in, it, it wasn't bad, but it, it was a struggle. Yeah, yeah but, but now, go ahead. Get the movie making uh, gruesome. When when we're shooting this, you guys, what's funny though is in real life, it was as bright. It was like it was damn daytime, but on film, it come out like it was dark. It's like. 
it was the first time I learned that. You know, it's like kind of funny that uh, uh, it actually looked with your human eyes. You could read a script in there. You could read a book in there. It was so bright. But on camera, that stuff just turned out dark. It was kind of, it was a big, uh, what do you call it, a learning process doing this first one. And uh, I guess it's just a lot to grow from, what I, I learned from. All right. And see, <laughs> when I'm watching something like that there, I kind of like it dark because it gives it more of an, of an eerie feel. Yes. See, everybody has their own taste and their own vibe. You know, I mean, I'm, I like it dark, but I don't like it overly dark. Where I'm fighting the darkness to see what's going on. <laughs> if it was a little bit lighter, though, what's funny is that whole thing was decorated so much that everything was like uh, beautiful in the background, but it's like so much of it didn't even show up. I felt bad that Lee did all that decorating on some things, yeah, and you didn't even see yeah. it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, true. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's amazing what you talk about when you interview somebody, isn't it? That's very, yeah. very, very informative information. Well, it's, it's. I think I think it's pretty important to talk about independent filmmaking and, and learning this kind of stuff because there might be somebody out there that's got like a a home video camera and they want to make movies, you know. And I go, they go, well, can I make a movie with this? And I go, you can make a movie with your iPhone nowadays, but you know, dot the I's and cross the T's. You know, your movie's only as professional as you try to make it. You know. Right. Right. Interesting. Hmm. Hey, didn't you say that one of the um, the characters was walking around with a script? Was he able to see it? Yeah, you can see it in there, actually, uh, Raul. I, I, I found it. I did see it. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, Shaw, you're picking everything the hell up. No, I mean, I found it, but I didn't find it the first time. He had to tell me about it. Oh, I knew it. <laughs> see, but there's, there's my other, that's my other lesson in this movie, you guys, is that I was the, uh, I was uh, icing down drinks. And uh, buying breakfast burritos for him to eat. I was buying uh, the makeup for him, and uh, it's like I had too many hats on. And what's going to be nice when I make a movie, <laughs> you know, for real a lot, that maybe I'm a director and I can concentrate solely on that, and I don't have to uh, get people cokes and stuff every five minutes. <laughs> Very true. I mean, it, that I've I've heard that story numerous times. What you just said there. I mean, filmmaker. Some people. I mean, I know a filmmaker that I talked to, interviewed a couple. Her. Yeah, Ben Batchelder uh, from Canada uh, made. We know it. each other actually. Yes, that's why I brought it up for. He was telling me when he's making the um, Deep River, uh, the island. I mean, that was all. I mean, I love that film. See, I'm a zombie fan, so I mean, I'm. I loved it for for. See, I look at a film this way: if somebody's gonna make a film, and it has my interest. You can overlook anything if you're really into the story and you like the movie. And some things that he told me last night when we talked for like two hours, he said, Scott, you do know that um, I just got friends. This three of the five, I think three of the five main characters never acted before. Right, can you, can that's you the same thing with mine, yeah. Can you believe that? I mean, you couldn't tell. You wouldn't even notice. It, it's all about chemistry. I mean... Not everybody can act, okay? I'm not saying that, but sometimes people can act and don't know it. I mean, hell, we we act every day of our lives. When when we lie, right, Billy? When when, when we lie about something, well, I try to act like a nice guy. I don't know if it comes off, but uh, yeah, I try. I try to act like a nice guy. <laughs> well, I try to act like a nice guy too. What's that? Would you say? Oh, he doesn't. Well, anyways, but uh, he's a good dude. I mean, I, I learn a lot from 
the history of his movie and uh, well, we haven't got to talk yet, but he keeps he. I, I bought his movie on Amazon because I like to support you know my my friends especially, and uh, I told him to sign it for me, and he signed on the back of it that he wants to work on a uh, Fister with learning filmmaking. You guys is somebody told me is uh, a finished uh, piece of shit movie is better than a uh, non finished great movie. Exactly right. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, it kind of makes sense, doesn't it? Yes. You got to remember though, you guys, if 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 you're involved in a project with me, you guys are reviewers and friends or whatever, and I'm going to be nice to you, but if you work, you ask Lee, I mean, you know, you work in my, if you're with me and we're working on a project, there's no excuses. There's no excuses. There will be no shortcuts, and we will do things the right way, or we will not be doing it. Right. And, and that's what I believe, and I think that's the most important thing I do, is you got to do it right or just go home. Don't waste your time. Don't waste my time. Just go home. Right. Right. All right, Billy. Well, I will let you go. I want to thank you for coming on, and um, you're quite an interesting character. By the way, what does drive you? Um, I guess failure. I'm just scared of failing at anything. You know, uh, I don't want to fail, and I don't want to be bad. You know, uh, I do the best I can, and I, I make movies of me and Lee make movies of things that we think we would like, and that's what we want to see. And usually, it kind of hits it hits somebody somewhere in a special place. Uh, but uh, I'm just terrified of failing. I'm terrified at sucking. Yeah. Well, that's myself included. Um, you know, that's a human factor on a lot of people. You know, failure can strive you to do better. But, you know. But anyway. Well, I learned this, too. Here's, here's another filmmaking lesson. Because I want this to talk on, you know, with you guys and stuff like that. It's important to talk to these independent filmmakers. And if they hear something I say, and they go, you know, I was kind of having that same problem or something. But something I learned a long time ago is you let people do what they do best. It's like you may want to be a makeup artist, you know, or you may want to be a director, but maybe you're better at being a producer or something. You know, don't be something that you're not and let people do what they do best and put the ball in their hand and they'll always they'll always strive for you. You know, they'll 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 always rise to the top if you let the people do what they do best. Right. You know, and these great and special effects stuff, we just brought another guy on board with us, this guy named uh Frank Franco that's been working with Savini and stuff like that so we've got some good stuff up our sleeves but we're only going to make ourselves better right we're not scared of people coming in and making us better because you let people do what they do best yep. and you know and all the cream will rise at the top exactly right exactly Billy well thanks for coming on Billy um, I really appreciate you taking time out again um, for talking about Dollboy and uh, giving some lessons that I think Filmmakers, young filmmakers who do check out interviews might get some good tidbits out of this interview. Cool. Well, I appreciate it, Grease. Uh, like I said, any word to get the get the word out there of uh, independent horror movies is a good thing. You know what I mean? Keep up the good work. Thank you very much. And Shar, thanks for joining us. Um, thanks for letting me Oh, no problem. Um, I'm not hard to get along with. What the hell? You know? But thanks, both of you, for coming on. And Billy, uh, you keep up the great work. I'm kind of looking forward to some more stuff from you. All right, good, good. We'll talk to you soon, Grusom. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, take care. Thank you very much for coming on, and uh, you keep on rocking. Hey, All right, you guys have a good night. Thank you, buddy. Take care. All right, Kevin. All right, we'll see you. Bye. Grusom Herzog, the voice of horror.